Good morning and welcome to Here's the Thing. You might be hearing some noise behind me, and that's because I'm recording this episode from the shores of Maui, Hawaii, folks. You heard me right. Your girl is in the tropics for Thanksgiving, and it has been the most beautiful Thanksgiving I've ever had. It has been 80 degrees and sunny, and I have seen turtles and eaten good food and gone ziplining and snorkeling. I haven't seen any sharks yet. That was the goal on this trip, but I think I'll be seeing some either tomorrow or the next day. So I'll for sure talk about that in a future episode. But um, for now, welcome to the first official episode of Here's the Thing. Um, today's topic is a little bit deeper. I mean, the, to- the title itself is not deep, but I'm sure we're going to get a little deeper um, just looking at the notes I have on it. And we're just going to hope that there are not any annoying tours that go by. <laughs> Listen, I say that as if I'm not an annoying tourist myself, but I shit you not, this morning we were sitting down by the beach and all of a sudden we hear this trumpet-like sound, like God himself is coming down and we're all like, okay, what the fuck was that? And (laughs) we look up and standing on a hill is a family of like four or five people. Every single one of them has this huge conch shell, right? And they're all in a line facing east, blowing into their conch shell. And they would blow for like 10 to 15 seconds and then lower it and then turn 90 degrees, face the south, and blow it again. And they did that two more times to the, um, to the east and to the north. And it was, it was really weird. So, <laughs> listen, I don't think we have to worry about that right now, but that was, that was just a funny moment from earlier. Anyway, in my mind, I was always going to start this off with a very lighthearted episode, like a, I don't know, Q&A, get to know me, or one of the more dumb, you could say, ideas on my list, but this felt right, so we're just going to talk about it. And we're going, I'm going to talk about the woman in my life and the effect female relationships have had on me, especially in the past five to eight months. Um, I have always been surrounded with very strong, resilient women. Um, my relatives, my mom, my grandma, my aunts, my cousins. Um, I fortunately don't have any sisters, but, um, yeah, my female relatives have been great. My friends have all been amazing. And the older women mentors I have gotten to know and meet over the years. And I always knew this. Like, I I always knew that I was very blessed and fortunate to have these women in my life, but it wasn't until more recently that I realized the depth and importance of those relationships. Um... I really do think the relationships women have with other women are unlike any other relationships you can find. And genuinely, I, like, I feel sorry for guys because biologically and psychologically, they'll never quite understand an equivalent connection, right? Female relationships are just beautiful and so full of 
inspiration and strength and uplifting. And I mean, I think that's due to a lot of different things. One being women bond together in chaos and pain because women are born to endure and have instilled empathy. As soon as girls begin to grow up, they are exposed to a world of concealing and correcting and covering, and they are exposed to a world of idols they can't live up to and standards nobody can actually reach and feelings that they are not good enough. And please hear me say this is not objective to women. This can be true for guys too, but for this episode's sake, we're just going to talk about women. Um, But yeah, women are born to endure. Women go through periods and birth, and women go through loss when they lose love, when their children leave, as they grow old, there's a loss of childhood, and women endure all of that, and almost always do it very courageously. And because of that, women find so much connection with each other. Like, women all around the world are connected through this endurance and through these, like, common pains that men can't quite understand. And with that, I'm talking about specifically periods and childbirth and their children leaving for college. Of course, that is very difficult for dads, too, but I... And and I have not experienced that, as I'm only 17. But, you know, the mom carried the child and then has to watch them go and do adult things. Anyway, women all over the world connect through these things, and I feel like that is such a strengthening point in relationships, because as soon as another woman starts to experience this pain or see these things happening, all of the other women flock around her and protect her and inspire her. And I feel like this is another one of the things, like, I always noticed growing up but didn't put much thought to until more recently. But truly, when you see and observe a woman in your life hurting and then see the people that surround her and lift her up, it's insane. It's insane, and it's such, like, a, a healing, beautiful thing. And that brings me to the next point, is that a woman's natural biological instinct is to heal and to hold. Women are made to create life and cultivate love. And it is a... First nature, biological instinct to do those things and to bring those things into relationships. When a woman sees her friend, her sister hurting, it's a natural instinct to help that person heal and to go to that person with love and to inspire that person. It's really insane to watch this play out when somebody's hurting and just to 
observe how they're sur immediately surrounded by encouragement and love. It's insane. And again, not something I completely paid attention to until recently. I saw this in my own life when I went through a breakup a few months ago. And I mean, when people heard, even if they didn't know anything about it, the immediate reaction was, how can I help you? How can I love you? How are you doing? Do you need anything? And like, I was a little bit shocked by that. I was a little bit surprised because of course, like, if I've gone through like hardships in the past, if I've been stressed, if I've been depressed, whatever, I've had people there to help me. I've had people there who have stepped in to encourage me and lift me up. But it wasn't until I went through this more difficult thing that I really saw this like real and raw love and connection between myself and the women in my life. And like immediately after this breakup, I was surrounded with women who cared so deeply about me and I genuinely have never felt more loved, which sounds backward, right? Like I'd just gone through a breakup, but this I think is one of the points in my life where I have felt the most loved because immediately these connections with the women around me were strengthened and built up because we were connecting over endurance, over something painful. Um, I received like written notes from people who do not normally write notes and sweet daily texts from some of my friends and people sent me songs and poems and it was it was truly the most amazing thing and I had older women in my life who I would definitely call mentors like reach out and be like hey we should get lunch we should get coffee and it was so odd because a lot of them didn't even know that that had just happened in my life but it was like all of a sudden I had all of these connections with the amazing woman in my life like coming out of the woodwork. And of course they had always been there, but when this more difficult thing happened, I truly feel like my relationships with other women got a lot stronger because we were able to bond over it. And now going through that experience, I understand because since then some of my friends have gone through similar things. Two of them have gone through basically the same situation. And knowing what I do after going through that myself, it was an empowering thing to walk through it with them. It was really empowering and amazing. And genuinely, I feel like my relationships, especially with those two friends, have grown so much stronger since that happened and it's it's the weirdest thing like I can't really put it into words but it was like this unspoken shared willpower to get through and endure and help one another and it wasn't completely unspoken of course like I've talked with both of these people um more vulnerably than I think I ever have and it just suddenly became so much easier to connect, it became easier to talk about struggle, and it became a lot easier to get through it. Even thinking about my own situation, as soon as I had these women to connect with over a shared experience, it didn't seem that devastating anymore, you know? 
it became a we're in this together situation. And everything looked up a little and I felt a little less alone. And I felt a lot more hopeful looking to the future. Because, listen, when I would talk to these friends, the advice I would give them is, you're not always going to feel like this. Better things are coming. Like, that's the one thing I can promise you, is that better things are around the corner. And I am a firm believer in the idea that everything happens for a reason. And this is going to lead to something really beautiful in your life. And... I told both of these people the same thing, right? And then I went home and I was like, wait a second. Why the fuck am I not believing this? Like, obviously it's easier said than done to take advice like that. But I was like, I'm giving someone going through a very similar thing this advice. I should be giving it to myself as well. And as soon as I realized that, like, everything just became a little more clear and... I felt a lot better. Um, I lost track of where I was. Went off my notes. But, yeah. Anyway, getting through that was really difficult at first, but it became a lot less difficult when myself and other women connected over that endurance. And I haven't talked to them about it yet, but I, I feel like they would say similar things. Like, it's a lot easier to deal with things like that when other people are dealing with similar things. Not that you want to wish hardships on people, but it is what it is. We connect when we have experiences to connect over. Another really good thing that came out of this that I mentioned earlier is that a lot of older women connected with me to tell me their own stories and give me amazing advice and just to talk me through it. And I mean, that was my own mom, that was my aunt, that was my grandma, and it was just family friends who I hadn't connected with in a while. And we got together and we talked about what had happened, and they gave me really brilliant insight into how to help myself, how to help other people, how to get through it, and how to look to the future. And after having those conversations, like, I felt so much better about everything because these were people who were experienced with life, who had gone through similar things multiple times, who knew how those things ended, who had figured out how to help themselves, and who had gained advice and wisdom from their own mentors, right? And so, like, talking with these women, I'm getting, like, multi-generational levels of advice, and that's <laughs> that's something that just feels really powerful in itself, right? I Like, I... I don't know, I could have gotten a piece of advice from someone's fourth great-grandmother. You never know. And that's a, that's another thing. This is going to get me off track, but sometimes I think about all of the women who have gone before me, and especially before the world was as technologically advanced as it was, all of the hardships those women had to endure and go through, thinking about that makes me kind of emotional. Like, oh my god, thinking about all of my ancestors who, like, shaped this world for me, I don't know, that's a a bittersweet thing to think about, but yeah, these 
mentors were there for me and shared amazing things with me and helped me feel amazing about myself and where I was at in life. Um, and I mentioned earlier, I'm a firm believer in the idea that everything works out the way it should. And after talking with these women, like, that was only affirmed. Because a lot of them, I, I won't share any specific stories, but for example, one of them said something along the lines of, I went through this, and if I hadn't, I never would have ended up at this school, and I never would have met this person who had this friend, who had this friend, and that's who I ended up marrying. Like, just things like that. Crazy things. And, and we talked about some of the uh, coincidental experience, or not so coincidental experiences we've had. Like, personally, if I hadn't turned a certain direction one day freshman year, I wouldn't have nearly the same friends I have right now. And that's crazy. I can't imagine that. Like, I can't imagine knowing anything different than that. But then I think about, like, this wasn't just turning a different way. This was, like, a, a, a chapter change. And that might be a really cool thing for me in the future. And that might be a really cool thing for the other people involved. And you just never know, right? And so, um, I mean, I've always been a very optimistic thinker. But, again, after talking with these women about similar experiences they've had, like, it's just affirmed my thinking. Like, this isn't something I need to be stressed about, worry about, because things work out. And again, this is advice I gave my friends, and this is advice I've been giving myself, and advice I would give to any of you listening who are going through something similar. Moving on. I'm gonna go back to the vulnerability aspect of female relationships, just because I think that's one of the most beautiful aspects of it. Guys struggle to be vulnerable with each other, and psychologically, I don't know why that is, but it just it is what it is, right? Guys struggle to be vulnerable with each other, whereas women tend to be better at socializing and sharing their feelings. Now, that is not to say everybody loves or dislikes sharing their feelings. I think it's a big spectrum. Some people are really good at it. Some people never want to talk about them. However, I do believe in all cases, it is a lot easier for women to be vulnerable with one another. And again, I think that's due to all the things we just talked about. Connection over endurance and inspiration and knowing people have gone through similar experiences, whatever. It's a really cool thing. Personally, I am not... Now, I pick and choose who I'm vulnerable with, and I know that full well. I know that full well. I struggle to talk with people I'm related to, weirdly enough, and that seems backward, but I don't know. That's always been a thing for me, and that's something I'm figuring out, whereas I tend to be really good at talking about my feelings with friends I'm really close with or people I hardly know. That is not to say I ramble 
out my heart to every stranger I come across, that is not the case. But it's a lot easier for me to get into a deep discussion with a stranger than with someone in my family. Again, I don't know why that is. I'm figuring it out, but <laughs> that's just the truth for me right now. Um, but the people I find it easiest to be vulnerable with are my friends and the friends I have grown up with and gotten to know better over the years and who have seen me at my best and my worst. I am very thankful for my friends. I am blessed in the sense that I've had very consistent friends all throughout elementary and middle and high school. Um, and we've just gotten so close. We've bonded together so well. I mean, after 12 years, how can you not? But they are the people I tend to go to if I'm struggling or if I'm hurting or if I'm dealing with something stressful. And a lot of the time, they are the people to help get me out of it before anyone else does. And I am so appreciative of that, first of all, that those people are there. And I hope that I've been there for them, too. But sometimes I sit back and think about how amazing it is that those people are there for me and that I can be there for them. And we have that mutual relationship of unconditional love and respect um, and that we are willing to help each other and hold each other up when we're feeling down and hold each other accountable when we're making shitty decisions and when when things are rough we're there for each other and again something I've always known not something I totally appreciated until, God, appreciated until more recently. But it's amazing. It's really beautiful. And I, I do have a pretty big friend group. Of course, I'm closer with some people than others, and that's, I think, how it is in any bigger friend group. But I know people who have two really close friends, and... Those two people are the people they go to in times of need, hurt, crisis, whatever, and that works for them. Other people have a giant friend group, and they're not super close with anybody in particular, but they're just kind of close with everybody, and they all bounce love off of each other, and it just works so well. Other people have one really good friend, works out well for them, but... Regardless, I always see this pattern in relationships between women and in friend groups with lots of women. And I've noticed over the years, observing in high school, the people who, the friend groups that are mixed with guys and gals, don't have this as much. And the people in those groups tend to go outside of it to find healing from other people. Which, I don't know. I'm not going to dig into that because that's something I'm thinking about just now. But <laughs> that is an observation I've made and now that I am thinking about it, it's very true. That I've noticed that all throughout high school. Anyway, the bottom line is 
the most beautiful relationships I've observed are friendships between ladies. And those tend to be the most vulnerable relationships in my own life. And I appreciate that a lot. Now, I'm working on being more vulnerable, so I don't know if I'm the right person to give you advice on doing that if you're not a vulnerable person. But listen, we're just gonna, we're just, I'm just gonna ramble. I think sometimes the best thing to do is just start talking. And that sounds really easy until you actually try to do it, but genuinely I I do think that's sometimes the best way to get over the hump of, ooh, I don't know if I can talk about this, or I don't know, I don't know why I struggle to be vulnerable with you. I do think sometimes the best thing to do is just to start talking. That's something I've been experimenting with a little bit the past few months, I feel like, and not completely on purpose, but the people I do struggle to talk with, I decided, you know what, it's not because of them, it's just a me thing, I've just gotta, (laughs) I just gotta do it, I've just gotta get it over with, and figure out what the issue is, and I did. There was one specific time I was in the car with somebody I struggled to be vulnerable with, and I just started talking. I was like, you know, I've been struggling with this a lot lately, and I shared details, and I got into it, and there was no negative reaction. There was no way for, no reason for me to be stressed about it in the first place, but I was, and I decided to figure out what the issue was, and there wasn't one. And I do think that's the case with most of the people I struggle to talk with. I've done that with a few other people where I just start sharing something that's a little more personal, a little more touchy-feely. Oh, no, I don't like that. A little more... a little more vulnerable. And there's nothing weird about it. We just have a normal conversation about it like I do with anyone else. And it's amazing. And so, listen, I don't know what the issue is with me why I pick and choose, but whatever. That genuinely is something that's helped me. And sometimes it's literally I have to close my eyes and start talking, so it's almost like I'm by myself. Or I literally have to say, okay, just let me talk for five minutes, don't interrupt me, and then I share what I what what's on my heart and <laughs> we discuss afterward. But either way, those things have worked for me and I do think they've helped me to be helped me to be more vulnerable in the past few months and have allowed me to have deeper connections with people. So yeah, that's something I'd recommend to anybody listening who thinks they have an issue being vulnerable. Another thing I would recommend is write down your feelings, whether that be in a journal or in a voice memo or in a note on your phone. Whatever it may be, write down your feelings. Make a list of what you're feeling and try to figure out why you're feeling it. Um, and have that place to go to to share things. I, that's what I do for this. I make a note in my phone. I make a list of all the points I want to share and why I want to share them. And I go through and 
read them off to you. And they're raw. They were my thoughts as I put them down. And I usually don't go back and change them. But that helps me out a lot. That helps me to talk to you. And doing that in the past has helped me to have difficult conversations with other people I needed to have conversations with. And even if I didn't need to have a conversation with someone that's helped me to solidly communicate my own thoughts and my own feelings with whatever given situation. I don't do that often if I'm about to have a conversation with somebody, but whatever. That is something I have done that has worked out well for me. The last thing I would recommend to you if you think you struggle to be vulnerable, especially if it's with a specific person, is figure out if the issue is with you or them. And I say issue not in a negative way. I mean, maybe it is, but generally not. Like, figure out where the disconnect is and why you don't feel like you can talk to that person. Because if this person has caused issues for you before and or they're not trustworthy or you just you, it just feels weird talking to them by all means don't talk to them find somebody else i'm not saying you need to learn to be vulnerable with every person you come across but if there is no reason to distrust them or to think they have negative intentions or that they're going to turn around and have a three-way conversation with someone else maybe the issue is with you and again, that's, I, I say issue not in a negative way. Maybe the, I can't think of a better word for it. Issue not negative. Maybe the issue is with you. And if that's the case, do some introspection. Figure out why you struggle to talk with that person. Maybe it's a jealousy issue. I know that has been a problem for me in the past. Maybe it's just a trust issue, generally. Maybe... I don't know, maybe this person wronged you back in elementary school and they just, you just feel off with them ever since, but now they're a great person and it's just something you need to let go. I don't know, whatever the case may be, if you struggle to be vulner vulnerable with people, I would try to figure out where that's coming from. Because I think most of the time it's not coming from both sides. Anyway. I got sidetracked there and none of that was in my notes. I was <laughs> I was going to do a whole nother episode on vulnerability at some point in the future, but I might skip that now because I think we just covered a lot of it. Um, all of that being said, the female friendships I've had in my life have been the most vulnerable and those are the people I go to when I'm feeling down and need help getting back up. And I really do think the connections to be found between women are amazing and beautiful and, yeah, just lovely all around. I feel inspired every day by the relationships and connections I see between women, whether it's people I've known for years or people I just met. It is so empowering to observe the way women come together to endure and to inspire and to uplift. And I really hope that through vulnerability and love and kindness, I grow to be more like those women.
in patience. And through patience. So I thought I would end with some goals I have for myself. Some things I aspire to do and be. Number one, I want to be an inspiring woman. Inspiring does not equal success. I say this as in, I want to be a woman other people can look to and recognize kindness and patience and love and gentleness in. I want to be a woman that makes other people feel good about themselves. I want to be a woman who only encourages and uplifts. And I want to be a woman others can go to as a shoulder to cry on or a force to be reckoned with if need be. Um, yeah, number one, I want to be an inspiring woman. Number two, I want to be a good mentor. I do think I'm good at giving advice. And I will pat myself on the back with that one because only because other people have told me I am. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I like helping people with their problems. I like talking to people about what they're going through. I like thinking about the practical solutions and the optimistic solutions and how to achieve those in the best way. I want to grow in my wisdom as I go through life and I want to take away the positive things from it um, so that I can share those things. I want to be someone people can take their problems to and discuss those with them and then uh, have those people feel better about their problems walking away from the discussion. That was a complicated way of saying I want to help people. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think about the mentors in my own life who have helped me through so much and who have given me so much wisdom already and blessed me with their perspectives on different experiences. Like, I, I want to be that for other people. And I could list off specific names of older women in my life who have really been that for me. Um, and I want to be a name someone else can list. Not because I'm wonderful or great, but because I was able to share wisdom. So that was number two. I want to be a good mentor. Number three. I want to see life experience as a wonderful thing and share it as so. I said earlier I'm an optimist. That is very true. I really, really do believe things work out the way they're supposed to, and at every moment I'm right where I'm meant to be, and so is everyone else. And I tend to think that way even when I am in a very negative space or when I'm dealing with something really shitty. For example, I'll use the breakup again as an example. That was a shitty place to be. But I remember even in that week, I could look at that situation and say 
you know, was it fun? Not really. <laughs> but do I think it's part of my life story for something bigger? Part of my life path for something really amazing? Yeah, I really do. I really do. And I don't know what that's going to lead to. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't even know what's going to happen next week. But I do think if that hadn't happened, things that are coming up in my life may not have been there. Um, having that mindset has genuinely saved me from so much stress and remorse and anxiety. And I'm going to do a longer episode on that in the future just because I could talk about it forever. But over the past year or so, I've really cultivated that idea of life experience is all for the good. It's all for good things. And even the bad things I've gone through have led to good things. Or they've turned me in a direction I wouldn't have turned in on my own. And walking down that new path, I found something really spectacular. I think it's good to recognize and address hardship. I don't think it should ever be um, avoided or pushed away or demeaned. Because it's important. And it's part of life. And those are really good things to talk about. Again, going back to vulnerability, it's good to talk about hard things. But I do think it is most important to recognize the good that can come out of hardship. And it is good to recognize the hope that you have in those times of hardship. And it is good to remember the good that has come out of past hardships. Um, so, I don't know. I like thinking about that a lot. I spend a lot of time thinking about that, and I just think when you have that mindset, it's really a weapon against hardship. It really is. I can't even tell you how much stress has been taken out of my life once I started thinking that way in moments of stress, and that doesn't mean, listen, that does not mean my sadness is gone, my stress is gone. The negative feelings are gone. It Far from it. It just means that they're a little bit easier to think about. It all is a little bit clearer when you look at the big picture. And that is a mindset I want to share with everybody I meet, but specifically the women in my life who come to me for advice and who come to me in times of stress and struggle. Because really, I, I think that's a wonderful mindset to have and it does really good things for you. So that was number three. I want to see life experience as a wonderful thing and share it as so. That brings me to the end of episode one and <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I went off on a few rabbit trails there but we hung on together. I hope that the background noise isn't too distracting. I did a little test run at the beginning to see if you could hear it, and I don't think it was that bad, but if you can, I hope it just added to the ambiance of calm conversation. You can pretend we were on the beach together sharing a pina colada. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to contact me, you can find me on Instagram at 
podcast.heresthething. You can email me at heresthething16 at gmail.com. And you can listen to other episodes anywhere you can stream podcasts. Thank you for chatting with me on this beautiful morning. And from wherever you're listening, I hope you feel inspired.